I just want to give a disclaimer as we open the podcast today. This is a touchy subject and not everybody is ready to hear some of the things that I'm going to say, but they need to be talked about. But I I just simply want to say this. If you are considering suicide, uh, contemplating taking your own life, I would encourage you to listen to the podcast and think long and hard about the decision you're about to make. Welcome to Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast for this week and I've thought of a number of things that I could talk about, and this one came to mind, and it was something that I just felt was needed, Um, something that hits heavy, and something that's going to be a hard thing for us to really um, comprehend in some ways, but um, I came across a pamphlet uh, from a pastor (laughs) from years ago, uh, I don't even know when, Exactly, but I was looking at it, and um, the the title in it, or the title on it, caught my eye. It was in some stuff that I uh, picked up from uh, that my grandparents had, but uh, it was it belonged to my great grandfather, and it is a pamphlet from Reverend Jack Hudson. I believe he was a pastor in Charlotte at um, Northside Baptist Church. But the title of the pamphlet is How to Commit Suicide and Remain Alive. So I want to talk about that today, Um, mostly because I think suicide is something that needs to be talked about in a scriptural and biblical way. So if you'll grant me that and bear with me as we talk about this today, um, Suicide is something that we need to address, and I've been really looking at ways to address it, and uh, as this week began, um, it just felt like this is the time, because given the last year and the struggles that everybody's been going through and the things that are happening, um, we need to address it, and So I want to start simply uh, Ephesians chapter two, uh, verse one is a verse that I think we can um, look at. It says you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you walked once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. The first three verses of Ephesians 2. And, you know, another translation says that and you he hath quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. You, you've been made alive because of this and there's something about this life that we live um let's first talk about suicide because i've talked with many who um were on that step that that doorstep of 
saying they were going to take their life. I've had friends who have uh, taken their life. I have um, heard of many more cases in the last couple of years that are just devastating um, to a church family, to a family in general. Uh, you know, there's just so much. And and folks, I, I, I want to be clear. I, I don't think that it's the way we should go. But we, I, I want to look at it in the way that this pastor, this, this minister looked at it. Because I had never thought of it the way that he presented it. And so I want to first start by talking about what suicide is and why we have so many who think that that's the only option. The word itself, it, it means self-destruction. It means self-murder. Someone that is so distraught and destroyed by this life that their only way out is to take that life that they have they want to go home before the whistle blows they want to quit they want to give in they want to give up right so you know they come up against something that seems just absolutely unavoidable and something that they they feel they cannot overcome and i'd be lying if i said that i hadn't had moments like this growing up and in my years uh, younger, I, I can remember full well having a night where I presented God with an option. And I'm glad I did because in presenting him with an option, it gave me an opportunity to look for him to move in a mighty way. But there's so many who... um have found a way out and left the hurt behind with those who remain. And and I doubt to say I, I, I wouldn't anyone that hears this podcast. I think uh, if we're all honest with one another, we have had a moment in our life where even if just for a few fleeting seconds, the thought crossed our mind of how much easier life would be if we just ended it. How much easier it would be for everyone else if we just took ourselves out of the picture. You know, and even in that statement, I honestly doubt that even all of you listening would admit to having those thoughts. Even if you've had them, I and, and so that's why I'm covering it this way, because we don't have to talk about it. You don't have to tell anyone, but understand this. Um, there's there's well, we'll keep going through some of this, but, you know, it is a self-destructive way for us to take care of the circumstances we are in. You know, and, and we may make excuses as to why we haven't done it Um you know, we're too normal, too rational, too intelligent to admit. But but deep down in, inside of each one of us, when we go through trials and troubles and they seem to be too great and there doesn't seem to be another way, way out, I, I would honestly venture to say that suicide has been a thought. 
even if it was never acted upon, even if it was never entertained seriously, it was a thought in your mind at some point. And it means wanting to give up. It means that we're trying to give up. And, and as I've gone through ministry, as I've seen things, I've, I've, I've seen family members uh, who have passed on because of this. Um, it's it's a hard place to understand but as the title of that pamphlet that i came across said how to commit suicide and and remain alive it really caught my attention so i wanted to see it i read through it and felt like there was some things who uh, that he addresses here but also some things that we can talk about because I think this is important for all of us as followers, as believers of Christ, as, as those who feel that uh, we're following. I mean, when when someone takes their own life, the questions start to roll. Were they thinking rational? Well, what happens after this? What What's taking place? And... You know, do you believe that they will still go to heaven? We have those questions that get asked, especially in ministry, uh, that folks ask. And, and I don't know if we can answer that question right away. Um, there are a couple types of suicide. There's either the long or the swift, the, the slow suicide, the swift suicide. And the slow suicide, what I mean is it's self-destructive. Um, suicide in itself is self-destructive. So if you are doing something to your body over time that you know could kill you, then you're committing a slow suicide in some ways. You're seeking to do this. It, it brings in those passions of the flesh. So in essence, we're all in some ways possibly giving ourselves over to those things. I mean, alcohol, um, gluttony. If we if we're eating too much and and heart attacks come around, I mean, uh, they don't just happen overnight. But I'm not trying to focus on that necessarily. There is the swift suicide that we all know about, and that's what we typically think of when we think of suicide. Um, you think of uh, those where someone just th takes a gun, or they jump off a bridge, or something of that nature, where they take their own life swiftly. In that spur of the moment, that that last second of grief in their life is spent taking their own life. Um, but it's never just one thing. I mean, think about this. It's never just one thing. If you ask the family members of someone who's uh, done this or if you had the opportunity to talk to someone who has tried or whatever... It's never just one thing. It's not just that one instance. It's a buildup. It's it's always a buildup from this one thing, and it just continues over time. It's a series of things that just hits you when you can't understand, and it's this all of a sudden life is just too great of a thing to, to really understand. And I want to say this today. It's easier to die. Than it is to live.
first things first, we need to understand that is true of any of us. Now, you may be sitting there arguing with me right now, saying to yourself, well, you know, I would never commit suicide. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I don't have the nerve. I'm going to tell you right now. You can say that all you want. But it takes more courage to stay alive. It takes more nerve to get up every morning and to face the world that is bringing you so much grief than it does to just end it all. Now, I'm not saying that as an encouragement for anyone to do this. I'm saying it that the last thing you could ever do is take your life, right? It takes courage to stay alive because when you take your life, it literally is the last thing you could ever do. And I can remember cases where I've seen people go through these things, but I, you know, I, I talk about these things and I, I look at this and there's many factors that go through this, but I want to understand something. The Bible actually has a way for you. If you are contemplating suicide, I want you to turn down whatever is around you right now. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to me very carefully. If you know somebody that needs this, share it because these words are vitally important. And I want you to just sit and listen for a moment. You can, in the definition of the term, commit suicide and yet live because it's murder, right? It's self-murder. It's self-destruction. It is denying your self-life. But listen to what Jesus says when he says is you pass from death unto life, right? The scripture speaks to us in that way. And when you come to know him, you are literally committing a suicide of sorts by denying the old lifestyle. And that's where this pamphlet takes you. And it was a beautiful way to look at this because it was something that I felt um, I'd never really thought about as a way to minister to someone who's in that place in their life or even the times that I look back on my own life when I remember the night that I gave God the ultimatum and the courage that it takes to stay alive when you're facing insurmountable odds but recognizing that he is the God of the impossible so when things seem impossible he can bring you through them but you're literally dying to the old you the old you disappears the old you dies and you're raised to new life in him that verse that i started with this time you know starting with that verse in ephesians 2 you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked but now he has raised you to life right by, by grace, you have been saved through faith and it's not your own doing. It is the gift of God. If we go down further in that text. 
but we carry God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he had for us, which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our sin, we were made alive together with Christ. Sin is a suicide. We die to that sin. We commit suicide in the flesh. And we are made alive in Christ. Now, I know that term doesn't sit well with people. It probably isn't sitting well with you. Honestly, it didn't sit well with me for the longest time after reading this because I I really had to struggle and pray with it for a little while. But when you come to the Lord, you are committing suicide of the old life that you have. Well, more often than not, Those that commit suicide in the flesh that do take their own life are taking it because they're missing this aspect of it. They haven't recognized the life that he has brought. They they haven't recognized what Christ can do in the broken. You know, and we even call it the old life. When we talk about that, we, we, we even call it the old life and And when we do that, we need to understand what to do. We need to understand that this is where it comes from. And so when we commit that, quote, suicide, it is literally us putting aside the things of this world. I want to go back and read that text again. As you were and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And this is the important part. Verse 4 of chapter 2 in Ephesians. But God being rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him. And he seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. By grace, you have been saved through faith. We're his workmanship. We were created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Folks, we have to die to that flesh, to the self that we have in the flesh. We have to let go. We have to commit suicide to our fleshly life. To walk in newness with him, to walk in glory with him, to see our way through that circumstance. God is saying there is not one righteous. In Romans 3, 9, it says, what then are we better than they know in no wise? For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin it is As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So all of us are dead in our sin. We're dead in our sin. We're already dead. Sin has, when we committed sin, it is that slow suicide of life, really. And and as we go through that, we have to die to that self. We have to die to that life. And, I mean, if, if we were to go through our life, 
and know what we needed to do but not do it. I mean, the reality simply is this. When we go through his word, I mean, there is no one who is righteous, not in in our communities, not in our states, not in our country, not in the world. There's not one in this world right now who is righteous because sin is in all of us. But we, we can come after God if we have never sought after him or we have but we've forgotten the way when we seek after him we die to self we put off that old nature you know we don't want to meet God in our sinful nature we don't you have to be willing to commit spiritual suicide you have to be willing to put the flesh to death to be made alive in Christ. We have to be willing to do those things. And we have to get rid of the old way of thinking. Because if we don't, then we're going to die and go to hell. Because that's what the scripture promises us. We have to allow that old way of thinking to disintegrate within us. We have to put it to death. Think about that. I mean, there are so many things right now in our nation that are going on where they're trying to tell us to seek for ourselves what we want, to go after these things that we we need to die to self, not seek to better ourselves. Bettering ourselves comes when we die to ourselves, when we humble ourselves and we die to ourselves. And then he exalts us. He lifts us up. He raises us to life in Christ Jesus. I mean, yeah, I called this what the pamphlet was called, how to commit suicide and remain alive. Because we can. We don't have to take our physical life. But spiritually, we need to give up the sinful life of this world that God can exalt us and lift us up, raise us to life through Christ. That is how we find hope in this dark, dismal, and destructive world. And then when we find that, when we find that place, when we find that um, that life, I mean, think about this. God tells us to repent of our sins. He says you are dead in your sins spiritually. He says that flesh and blood, your flesh and blood, cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. And he says that we must repent. And for us to commit spiritual suicide we must repent because we must agree with God for us to be able to put away that old life we have to agree with God on those things but then we need to realize that in Christ Jesus you receive new life remember verse 1 he has quickened you he has made you alive you have been made alive in Christ. And it's the mercy of God because of his love that when we were dead, we were made alive together with Christ. 
John 10, 28, Jesus says, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. The first thing that we need to understand after we commit that spiritual suicide is understand that when you die to self, you receive life. It's not taking a life that ends there. It's letting go of a life that wasn't going anywhere to receive a life with endless possibilities. You, you let go of that and you receive a life given to you by Christ, a perfect life. I mean, we'll still go through strife and trouble and struggle. You receive a new life. You receive a new mind. That carnal mind is gone. We put away the natural mind that is at war with God, the enmity with God, and we receive a new mind. I mean, we receive a new walk. We can look at all of these words that are here within these texts, and we have to understand it changes us from the inside out. When we die to self, we are changed. So we receive a new life, a new mind, a new nature. And in what you know is that you have been made a new person. Paul told the Colossians that you've put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So you've been redeemed to the original image of which you were created. Man's mind is at war with God in the carnal, in the flesh. The the mind of man is at war with God. But we learn that you receive a new mind and knowledge of your salvation. And then we get our emotions and everything else. They all go with that. Everything goes with that. We get a new outlook. We get all of these things and we get the will to live. We gain the will to live by dying to self and being raised to life because we gain the will to live and go through it and continue. The want to, so to speak. So we get a new outlook. And we do know, Romans eight twenty eight, all the things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, right? I mean, if we go through these things and we and we really break these things down, you know, let's remember that we cannot have a new life and all its blessings until we have agreed with God that we are lost and we need to be saved and that we need to die to live. Because when you agree with God in that regard and you spiritually Put to death the carnal man. New life awaits. But consider this about the new life as well. It comes with joy. It comes with hope. It comes with opportunity. The Lord never promised happiness. He promised joy. Happy is something that's dependent upon circumstances. Joy is deep and it is true. I would rather have joy than happiness any day. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather be joyful than be happy?
but through all of this, we are then brought into communion with God. We have the joy of his word and we have this victorious life that awaits us. And it may be filled with strife, but because of the love of God that is in us, the the joy of the new life and the, the love that he has for us, we have something greater because of his mercy and grace. And it all comes through him. And it all can be yours. He promised it to us. But at first, we have to put to death the spiritual, the carnal, the worldly. So we have to spiritually put those things to death. We can't live like the world and expect the new life that Christ offers. So I want to go back to where I started. Because I I wanted to go down that road and talk about that for a moment. That we can commit a suicide of sorts and still remain alive. In fact, live a better life than maybe we had before. But I don't want to take lightly those who might be listening who are contemplating it because I want to go back to that where is your mind what have you sought are you reading his word are you studying are you diving in are you trying to seek God Um, you know I heard a quote not too long ago I've used it actually in a couple of conversations that blaming God for the bad things in this world is like giving the devil credit for the good it doesn't make sense And the reality is simply this. We get angry with God over things that we have caused. We get angry with God over things that the devil has made us think is him. Uh, I mean, sin, when it entered the world, it divided man from God. We are not made alive until we can deny the sinful nature of life. Until we can deny the carnal. But how do we overcome? We overcome with the Holy Spirit within us. So we have to put to death that carnal mind, that carnal life, that sinful nature that we are born into. And when we die, then we are raised to life by God. But if you're out there contemplating this today, please get help. Seek someone, call someone, contact someone, reach out to me, call the suicide hotline, do something to stop yourself and give yourself time to think. But recognize what I'm saying right now. There is a way to put aside that old life that's bringing you nothing but sorrow and remorse and and hardship and and anger and hurt. There's a way to put it aside without taking your physical life. But you do have to die to yourself. You have to die to this world. You have to die to the carnal mind. And and when you do and you seek God, you seek Christ in the midst of what he has done for you. And you recognize that he has brought you to life from the depth of that death you've been raised to life with him you have a new life in him and that new life comes with joy with hope and with opportunity 
It comes with joy that abounds and overflows. And you will find that happiness comes with that joy, but maybe not in all circumstances. Why are we seeking the worldly things to bring us joy when it won't? True joy, true peace, true happiness comes from Christ. How do we obtain it? We obtain it by dying to self, by dying to the carnal mind, by dying to the worldly self. That we may be raised to life with Christ. So my hope and my prayer for you today. Is that you will die to self. But don't take your own life. Don't end what you haven't even begun. Don't take a life that you've never seen. Get it with God. Take it to him in prayer. Seek him. Search for him and open that door for him to bring you in. Raise you to life. And find a new life that's not that old one. Find a new life that will bring you joy even in the midst of the most dire of circumstances. A life that will bring you joy Because you overflow with it because of the outlook he has now given you. But please. Don't end your life before you get a chance to take that step with him. Don't end your life physically. Don't don't do something. Don't do what is a permanent fix to a temporary problem. Because when you put aside that carnal mind and you put aside that worldly self, you find that those temporary problems are simply that. Because the God of the impossible, even though you see no way out, the God of the impossible is working in you and for you and through you and raises you to a new life with new joy and new outlook and new hope in him. He changes your heart. He changes your mind. He changes your outlook. Let's close in prayer. Let's lift it up to him today. Lord God, we thank you for everything that you offer us. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us hope and peace. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us to see things in a mighty way today. That we would put to death the self-righteousness, the self-loathing, the self-destructive nature of our lives, of the carnal mind, of the worldly pursuits lord that we would put those aside that we would die to our old self to be raised to life in you lord help us to agree with you that we have changes to make help us to agree with you that we must take steps in this direction help us to find hope in you to find peace in you and to find comfort and joy in you lord Lord, if there be anyone that hears this today I pray, Lord, that you would open um, them up to hearing your word, to seeing you move in a mighty way. And, Lord, I pray that you would just 
be glorified in them today. That if there's anyone who is contemplating this step in their life, that Lord, they would reconsider. That you would grab a hold of their heart. That this would speak to them in such a way that they would reconsider and reach out to someone, Lord. That they would seek help from your word. And that they would find a way to put to death the old self without putting to death the physical body. That they might be raised to life in Christ. Go with each of us, Lord. Lead us. Show us your glory. Be glorified today, Lord. We pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast. You can get it on all major platforms that are out there so we thank you for joining us wherever you're listening if you want to go listen to another on another podcast uh, feel free we would love the plays share it with your friends you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash where the wild things aren't podcast no apostrophe in there no spaces but you can find us on facebook or just search for the where the wild things aren't podcast on facebook send us a message let us know how we can be praying for you also if you just need someone to talk to about the lord we'd love to do that as well we try to get a new episode up every week on friday so until next week enjoy your week in the lord thanks for listening to the where the wild things aren't podcast